0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are locked on Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. I'm so hyped right now.
1: Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama made it, by. Anything's possible. Hey there, welcome
0: back to the Locked On Celtics Podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making us part of your daily routine here for you Monday through Friday, even in the throes of the offseason. It's us, the Rain and Jays, John Corrales, Jay King, here to talk about Markel Fultz, who is the presumptive first pick, and some guys who might be the not-so-presumptive first picks, but Danny Ainge is kicking the tires on a lot of people, he's... Potentially looking to see what it's worth to trade down. We'll talk about all of that. And we'll talk a little bit about three-on-three basketball, which is a new apparent Olympic sport. So we're going to throw our best three-on-three teams out there. Let's start with the draft, Jay. The reports are today that not only is Markel Fultz coming in to, for like a multi-day visit to work out and talk and go through some medical testing and some, I don't know, mental testing, Rorschach tests, finding his best restaurant. I don't know what the hell he's going to do. I mean, he's Markel Fultz. What do you, What more do they need to know about this guy? But other guys are coming in too. So why don't we get into the reports of who's coming in to work out this week?
1: Markel Fultz, baby. I can't wait. <laughs> Markel Fultz versus a chair. He's going to dominate that chair. That chair so has no hard. chance. Really? Yeah.
0: You thought Yi Jin, Jianlian Lian tortured a chair. <laughs> Fultz is going to destroy this chair. Yo,
1: I mean, that, that poor freaking chair, man. Like it, it has no clue what's coming.
0: We need to do a 30 for 30 from the chair's perspective. He's like just <laughs> every day I go out there and I know what's coming. I just do my job. Just get tortured by potential draft picks.
1: <laughs> I kind of feel like the chair when I play hoops these days. But on a on a serious note, chairs aren't pulling
0: I, up from thirty five feet two seconds into a game.
1: This, this is this is true. Right. <laughs> Defensively, I feel like the chair. Um, yeah, I mean it, it's good that Fultz is coming to visit. It's good that he's working out for them. It's good that he's going through medical testing. Obviously, he's probably going to be the number one pick. But every piece of information matters, and you know they'll they'll get to put him through the physical examinations. They'll get to. Test his wingspan is whatever else they they test for, um, and they'll get to talk to him again. Like they've already sat down with him in Chicago at the combine, but you know every every piece of information helps. And right now it looks like everybody suspects that he is going to be the number one pick, and that he is very clearly the front runner. Um, so he can only kind of up, <laughs> I think. Like <laughs> at at this point, as long as he shows up and he's like pretty much what they expected him to be. I suspect he's going to be the number one pick. Only if he comes in and he's like, like took a few shots of alcohol before the meeting, like reeking of booze from the night before. <laughs> which, that, which is yeah. the,
0: basically the John Corrales approach to working out <laughs> for the Celtics. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, like, like my, my college visits when I was, when I was getting recruited. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I was ever, like, fully sober when I met with a coach. Because they always met – they always had you sleep over on, like, a Saturday night. And then you'd meet with the coach on, like, a Sunday morning at 9 a.m. And you'd stay with the guys. They'd take you out. And then you'd show up to meet with the coach. And, like, who, who was, who was totally, Look, totally cool at that point, you know? I so, can just
0: tell you from – when we had recruiting visits and people came, and I know it's only Emerson, but we still we still tried to do it upright. And when we had kids come over to visit, we showed them good time. Of course, on the record, legally above board, good time.
1: Yeah, except that you the kids were like 17 years old who you were hosting. So it probably wasn't very legal, to be honest. Uh,
0: I, 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 was, I can neither confirm or deny that on the record, on a public probably, podcast.
1: I, I was always the guy who recruits stayed with at Skidmore college and like whenever we had a good recruit they'd be like jay he's yours do with him what you must (laughs) that says so much about who you were in college i i was a very very friendly guy and (laughs) i i i put the school in a good light when i had guys come visit you know I, i i probably had I didn't score any points. I didn't really get on the court much. But I probably had as, as, as much a part in the success that Skidmore has built as anyone. I, I, was, I was showing those kids a, good, a damn good time, man. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, back to Fultz. Like, again, he kind of has to screw things up, I think, to, to not be the number one pick. Or someone else has to come in and just absolutely wow Danny Ainge and convince him that, that taking Fultz is not the right choice. Yeah, you know, there
0: there are a bunch of different ways this can go. First, there's the draft faults, the obvious choice. It seems to be the consensus that you take this kid, he's going to be a plus starter for a long time, and potentially even better than that. The other potential is, and it's weird when we get to this point, what's Danny Ainge really trying to do here? He tried last summer to get Horford and Durant. Then Durant did something that maybe, I don't know if it was expected or not, but him going to the Warriors kind of really changed the game in the NBA because it made the Warriors so damn good that even in the finals, it looked like they were toying with the Cavs. It's it just really, and wording and this before game two, and it's entirely possible they can go out there tonight and just be like a cat with yarn, and they're just that good, and if they're just playing at their best there's just nobody that can touch them which means what does Danny Ainge do does he try to put a pseudo contender together or does he just try to maximize the talent does he does he trade faults and go down to like we were talking about in the last last podcast to 3 with Philly and try to get one of Philly's you know Dario Saric in their in their pick does he go further down does he go to the Kings does he go somewhere else and try to get like maybe 5 and 10 from the Kings. And get two really, really good players. To kind of build a, uh, I don't know, some sort of antidote for the Warriors. Where you've just got, instead of a top heavy team, you've just got a really, really good team. 1 through 10. I don't know. I don't know what that is. So, there's that possibility. And there's also the possibility that Danny Ainge is going to bring in all of these guys to work out and... And just to talk to them with the intent of taking Markel Fultz. But who knows? Maybe you bring in Josh Jackson. Josh Josh, Jackson. I don't know why
1: that name. That, that's not a tough name, man. you, you got to step up your Josh for Jackson. Some
0: for some reason, game. Josh Jackson always trips me up. But you get him, you get De'Aaron Fox, or you get Jonathan Isaac in. And just to talk to them and to say, hey, you're not going to get drafted by us. But take a look at the Celtics mystique. Take a look at this practice facility. Take a look at us. Take Have a conversation with Brad Stevens. Just in case Orlando doesn't work out, you kind of have in the of your head two, three, four years from now, you know, Boston was pretty cool. So I, and I think, honestly, that's where most of this is going. I think Ainge is going to bring a lot of these guys in. So when they become restricted or unrestricted, they remember Brad Stevens was was really awesome. That workout was tough, but being in that mystique, that, that area, that whole thing was really, really cool. And I kind of want to go back to that. So I think really if I'm, I'm looking at this realistically, I think they're, gonna, they're really just going to bring in faults to confirm a lot of things. And they're just going to plant seeds for other guys. So when unrestricted free agency comes up in 3 or 4 years, 4 years, these guys will remember that Boston was really awesome and at that point they'll still be on the upswing and maybe they'll sign an offer sheet or something.
1: Yeah, and and look, we're we're talking about this because there are reports from Kevin O'Connor that they've worked out Jonathan Isaac and from Mark Berman of the New York Post that they plan to have plans to work out Dennis Smith and those guys are not not predicted projected right now to go in the top 5 on Draft Express so it would be like absolute stunner like Anthony Bennett style stunner if they went number 1 um, so yeah look the the number 1 pick is uh, the, there's huge power that comes with that and you can get in the guys that wouldn't have otherwise worked out for you because because they're like, yeah, that team has a number one pick. It would be awesome if they even consider me with that. So, yes, I will work out for them, even though it's there's such a small chance that I'll ever go there. Um, and and the, the point of these workouts, you get to meet a guy. You get to have him meet with your team psychologist. You get to find out more about his personality. You get to test whatever physical tests that you they you don't have about them with wingspan, hand size, like how many times they go up and down the court in three minutes. Like th- there are a lot of things that that you can test in an, in a quick workout that that maybe you don't that that you don't know about these guys beforehand. So so that's why you meet with them, and I I think it's all about collecting as much information as possible, and that yes, like there's a, a remote possibility that like really remote possibility that the Celtics trade down or a possibility that maybe they trade one of their rotation pieces for another draft pick later, beyond another first-round draft pick beyond number one. So so you want to you want to explore. Danny Ainge told the Boston Globe's Adam Himmelsbach, we got to get the Adam Himmelsbach plug. Got to get the Seriously. Adam Himmelsbach plug in. Yeah, uh, but he told him that, you know, I, I'm, I'm exploring the entire draft. I want to see everything just because, you got to be prepared for whatever comes your way, and and maybe some team loads up assets to try to move up to number one. Maybe you know some team offers something for Avery Bradley in the future first or something like that. I don't know. Like like there there are a lot of things the Celtics could do because of of all the assets they have, and so and he's just collecting as much information as possible. Uh, I highly doubt they would consider. Isaac or Smith at number one. I highly doubt they would consider a lot of these guys, but you try to get in as many guys for workouts as possible and add more data points to your your collection.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's worth it. What are you going to do? You're just going to say, oh, we're taking Markel. We're not going to take anybody else. Because Exactly like you said, if a team says, if Orlando says, hey, we're going to give you way more than you thought you were going to get, and we're going to throw in the sixth pick, well, now you need to know what's available in the sixth pick. Uh, or whatever. You know, who knows? Who knows exactly what's going to happen. So, it's worth exploring everything. It's definitely worth collecting the data. So, uh, But I, I think most people expect the Celtics to take Fultz and go from there. I'm kind of curious what's going to happen with the second pick. There are a lot of reports going out about Lonzo Ball not maybe not floating the, the the Lakers boat, which is interesting, but I think it's going to get interesting after that. But, at this point, and after reading things like uh, our friend Ryan Bernadoni putting together a pretty stark kind of projection of what the future would be for the Celtics, with the luxury tax and, and just different financial things looming, I, I, I think it just makes the most sense to Pick Fultz and go from there. And we'll see what happens the year after that and, and who gets traded or what. But picking Fultz is the right move. So we'll just yeah. leave it at that. <laughs> we'll leave Pick it there. Pick
1: Fultz and enjoy the next 15 years. Yeah. That would be my advice. That's pretty solid.
0: Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow.
1: You are a mighty
0: fortress of supreme knowledge. Progressive Direct has not only revealed their rates, but those of their competitors. If you were any more in the know, you would be drowning in, you know, the know. Compare Progressive Direct rates with competitors' rates, because knowledge is power. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. All right, so going to the three-on-three thing, the... Uh, the Olympics are adding three and three basketball.
1: To, by the way, this is this is the most summer podcast topic of all time.
0: It really is, but hey, it's out and there. I love it. This yeah. is this is great. I think it's a fun topic. So it's been going out there. SB Nation put out a tweet saying, "Give us an unbeatable three on three basketball team." So the obvious answer is. Durant, LeBron, and Steph Curry. Like, that's a completely unbeatable team. So let's throw that shit away.
1: Because mine, mine would be Durant,
0: LeBron, Kawhi. Also good.
1: Also good. Ain't nobody ain't nobody stopping that. Court.
0: Right, right. Like, basically, LeBron, Durant, and me, or you, is pretty unstoppable. <laughs> because... I don't, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I'd be a kind of weak link out there, man.
0: Yeah, but... I think those two guys are, are good enough to make up for however weak we might be. Like, I would happily ride those coattails to an Olympic gold medal. There's no beating that team. So, let's just throw that away and let's get a Celtics 3-on-3. Three three. Let's do current Celtics 3-on-3, three three, like, on this team right now. So, y- you want to go first? Yeah, sure.
1: Uh, I'm going with Isaiah. Isaiah. Gotta have Isaiah.
0: Yeah,
1: Horford. Okay, and I need some size. Like, like you gotta have some size, right? Well, Horford's your size. But but you might need more size because Isaiah Isaiah's got to guard, the, the tiniest guy, whoever that is. Jordan uh, Mickey, just put Jordan Mickey on your team. Yeah, <laughs> I, I gotta go with Crowder. I think Crowder. Got it. Got to go with Crowder.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: I Avery Bradley would be enticing.
0: I can't. I can't put a three on three team together without Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart would just completely dominate three on three. I feel like three on three was made for Marcus Smart because
1: (laughs) until he shoots you out of it.
0: No, there's so much space. He doesn't need to shoot. You just need. You get by. He can pass. He's just a pit bull of a defender. Like you got to have Marcus Smart on, on a three on three team. You have to. I and so I I would say Isaiah obviously smart defensively and then it's it's hard not to have Horford out there because he makes everybody so much better and and he would be your size and but yeah I would I have to have smart
1: smart, uh, smart smarts never a bad choice because no matter what he's going to compete and smart you would dive player,
0: on concrete smart's the guy that would dive on blacktop
1: <laughs> i'm assuming the olympics will not be played on blacktop but it would be pretty funny if it was and yes he would still dive on blacktop um i just i just can't can't put smart out there eh, maybe smart would be a better choice than crowder but crowder's got more size he could he can defend too i don't know Smart. He's an he's an enticing pick though. And then Bradley, Bradley, how are you? I don't know.
0: All right, let's Bradley go with the threes. Let's 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 do this. Let's do all time Celtics, all time three on three.
1: Larry Bird, basically. Paul Pierce and Bill Russell.
0: All right, that's a good one. That's good. I mean, it's got to be Larry. How can you avoid Russ? Um
1: and KG KG was like when KG was if you could get it in his prime KG. How about this? You you gotta have him in
0: there. How about this? I'll 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 be the guy that leaves Russell off a three on three team. I'll be that guy. I'll say I'll say Larry Bird, I'll put Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen.
1: Ray Allen, huh? Shooting.
0: Just pure shooting. Garnett is your... The reason I would put Garnett in a three-on-three situation over Bill Russell is his offense. course,
1: he's one of the best defenders who ever lived as well.
0: Right. Right. So, you've got a guy... He's actually bigger than, than Russ. He... Is just a psycho on defense. Okay,
1: so hold on. So you have to have Marcus Smart no matter what on your team. Yeah, because he's a he's a winner. I assume.
0: Well, because he's crazy and he would just defend the hell out of out of guys. And with that much space on a three and three, he can actually dribble and get into the lane and finish. I'm pass.
1: not convinced. I'm not convinced. Did you see him try to like iso Kevin Love at times during the Cavaliers series? I'm I'm not convinced he's. I mean, he was also playing room. with
0: back spasms, but that's all right. Whatever, that's fine.
1: <laughs> but but you pick Marcus Smart for for being a winner, and then you leave Russell off.
0: Well, look, you picked Russell. I'm trying to pick a different team here, and I'm and and, I'm putting and we're, we're, we're not putting Kevin
1: Garnett in there. We're, we're not giving Havlicek much it's, respect. No, Sorry, we're not. Mando.
0: We're not. But like, I'm not, I'm not leaving Russ off and putting you know Mark Blount in there. I'm putting. Friggin' Kevin Garnett in his place, who is a defensive player of the year. And I get that he's not, like Bill Russell was a freakish. I understand Bill Russell's like the greatest. But in a three-on-three street ball situation, I'm just saying, you know, I'm opening myself to Kevin Garnett with that defensive ability plus the ability to can 20-footers.
1: I think I think Russell Russell take me to the promised land man. <laughs> and I'm
0: look, and I'm not going to argue but I'm just not going to give you the same answer. I'm just not what fun is me giving you the same answer. So I'm going to say yeah, Bird KG and I'm going to put Ray Allen out there for the shooting. People can hate me for putting Ray Allen out there but screw it. I'm going to say that he's his shooting spaces everything out even more. 3 on 3 you got to pay attention to Ray Allen. Now you've got KG and Bird up there. No one's beating that team. No one is beating that team.
1: No one? No. My team? My your team, team is not beating my team. Team, man. my team. Tweet us.
0: Tweet us. <laughs> I'm putting it to the. T- Larry Bird, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen. Tweet us. Use the hashtag Rain and Jays with no G. Tweet us. Let us know. So who's your team? It's Bird, it's Pierce. Bird, Pierce, and Russell. And Russell. I'm saying Bird, Garnett, and Ray Allen. I'm saying the shooting, and I love you know I love Paul Pierce, but Ray Allen's shooting is just much more pure, and I think Kevin Garnett, he might not be what Ray, uh, what Bill Russell was defensively, but he's pretty damn close, and he's a much better offensive player. So
1: I, I don't even care who wins that. It, it would it would just be unreal to see Garnett. That would be
0: that. so amazing. Can you imagine if we went back in time and saw that?
1: Oh, that would be. But I want to know. I want to know what be people a think. Dream, it'll be a dream.
0: I, I, I'm not even mad at who wins this because I don't care. But I think I think we're both like in that like '86 Bird kind of. Like he's like the pinnacle of the Boston Celtics at that point, and it's just who's around him. So I'm I'm picking KG and Ray Allen, and you have Russell and Pierce. Both really, really good teams. So, tweet us. Use the hashtag Rain and Jays. Let us know who wins this three-on-three matchup. Do we get a sub?
1: No respect for Mikael either. No respect.
0: No, it's it's not that there's no respect. It's just that's those are the teams. Do we get a sub? Can we pick one sub?
1: Yeah, I got Garnett. If, if we
0: get a sub, oh, now you're going with Garnett.
1: <laughs> Screw it! You know I got what? Bill Russell once, as a sub. What, Screw you! Once you pick Garnett, like I was like, eh, it's, it'd be kind of tough not to not to put Garnett on that squad, uh, even with Russell, because because Garnett just more complete off offensively. All right, let me see. Let me see. Who do I
0: want as a sub? I want. I'm gonna pick somebody different as a sub. That. Um. I don't see Havlicek. Havlicek was good. Cowens. I'm thinking. I'm going back into the old school. Um. You know who would be awesome is Antoine Walker in the three on three situation. Holy shit, he'd be so amazing.
1: Let's 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 not let's not put Antoine Walker.
0: <laughs> would on a be a list so amazing. Of that would be shelter. so great. Come on. How much fun would it be to have Antoine Walker out there?
1: Um, I mean, I'll have I'll have him as my coach, just shimmy on the sideline. Yeah. But um, let, let's. It's hard for me
0: to. <laughs> I, I guess I'd I'd have to go Paul Pierce off the bench. I'd, I'd have to. I guess, if I'm being real, I'd have to put Pierce, cause he's such a dynamic offensive player. To just have him, the ability to bring in Pierce off the bench would be would be amazing. So. <sighs> Not not much difference in these teams. All right. All right. Let us know. Tweet us. This has definitely Tweet been us. an off-season podcast. This is very deep into the off-season podcast, and the finals yeah, that,
1: are still this, an hour. <laughs> this might have been the most foolish podcast we've ever had. Ah, eh, no. We've had some foolish podcasts. I'm
0: sure we've done worse. We just don't remember them. Uh, all right. Uh, if you guys are not subscribers, please subscribe to the podcast, because who wouldn't want to get this type of stuff in your mailbox or your podcast app or whatever on a daily basis so subscribe, find us on your iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher or whatever it is if you are a subscriber and if you have not rated us, please rate us 5 stars, leave us a good review, that is like paying us, and at the intro Millie says it's, you probably should pay us, but it's a freebie This is the way you pay us, by leaving us a review and giving us five stars. So do that and let people know that they should be listening to us. And we are the Locked On Celtics Podcast, and we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Yeah,
1: J. King and John Corrales, Locked On Celtics.